0: Today, I'm speaking to Gavin Kennedy now Gavin has the Solid Gold Studios which is a podcast studio I wanted to have a conversation with him today to find out why podcasting has become such a huge hit have you always wanted to see yourself on TV or in a movie how about standing in front of a huge audience and having them hanging on your every word Or perhaps the thought of performing on stage in New York City makes your heart just skip a beat. Welcome to Lights, Cameras, Action.
1: Hasta la vista, baby.
0: With me, Kimberly Stark. This is the place that you can ask all those questions that no one ever really seems to want to answer. The questions that'll lead you to the Hollywood playground and onto that red carpet. We'll chat about preparing for that dreaded audition, what to wear, and how to wear it. We will also discuss the do's and don'ts when working with the really big names out there. I'll be talking to industry experts and getting them to share their secrets with you. So join me, Kimberly Stark, at the Solid Gold Studios. And let's get you famous. How long has it been, like, in the works, you know? I mean, we know about it sort of lately but I think it's been around longer than we realize. Hi, Gavin. How are you?
1: Oh, hi, Kimberly. Thanks. I'm great.
0: Tell me about podcasting. How did you get involved in podcasting? Because I've known you in the industry for a long time. You were involved in radio. Why the transition over to podcasting? And how long has this like new trend been actually in the making?
1: Like many trends, it's uh, been around for a long time and then suddenly it gets critical mass and everybody notices and it feels new. Podcasting has been around since the early 2000s. So it's not that new. Since the early 2000s? Yeah, it was originally called audio blogging. So people used to make audio blogs and they would put them out onto iTunes and you would subscribe and then download it and then you would plug your iPod in and push the sync button. It would upload to your iPod and you would listen. So there was a lot of friction in the process, which is why they went away for a very long time.
0: Okay, because I mean, I don't remember that ever. You know, we're also accustomed to radio, listening to the radio for music, for talk, you know, Why would somebody want to switch over to listening to one individual show or a a podcast?
1: Podcasting is not radio. Radio is very much geographically bound and time bound. So you listen to a particular DJ at a particular time in a particular place. So it's quite restraining. Uh, You like a particular person, you listen to them. But unless that person is doing something in their show that tells you it's happening right now, you wouldn't know if it was pre-recorded or not yet you're still listening to it as if it were live. So unless they've got callers coming in and you're interacting or you're one of the callers, you wouldn't know.
0: That's actually a very true point. I never thought about that.
1: So it's possible you've listened to radio shows which you thought were live, which weren't, which essentially meant you were listening to a podcast at a scheduled time. Huh?
0: Who would do that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lots of DJs when they go on holiday over Christmas.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so the truth is out. Okay, DJs, we know your secret now. Bad, bad.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot more than that, though. Podcasting is the ability to make very focused programming that goes deep. So if you have a particular story you want to tell, as you do with your business, you, you want people to understand what you do in your business, you want people to understand what an agent does and how an agent represents and how actors and actresses are trained. There's, there's depth to that. And if you were invited to be a guest on a talk radio station, they go, Kimberly, come on and chat to our audience of X million people. Lovely. You rush through there. You're on air at five p.m., whatever it is, and you arrive there at 6.30 and you wait around, have a cup of coffee, and then they usher you through the studio and sit in front of the mic and they say, three, two, one, go, and you start talking. And then they go, okay, we'll come back after this ad break or after this traffic report, and then, okay, Kimberly, back to you. You've got another six minutes in which to get your point across, and then, oh, we're going to interrupt you with a weather report That it's not really the way to get depth of content and an engaging conversation across.
0: Absolutely, and it's hard to keep your train of thought when you're constantly being interrupted, or if you get onto a roll and then you suddenly have to stop, that can be quite devastating.
1: Exactly, and you're hoping that a small percentage of that big audience is your audience.
0: But you're not sure about that. You're not
1: sure about that. Now, if you make a podcast, people who aren't interested in what you do aren't listening. Point. The yeah. people who are interested will listen as long as it takes for them to understand what you're talking about. Okay. So an episode could be eight minutes long, it could be 80 minutes long. It's about you getting the message across to an audience who cares about what you're talking about.
0: When we do a podcast, we have a lot more room to play than if we were to go out live. I mean, you know, I've heard a couple of podcasts that are quite controversial and subjects are quite touchy. Is there any sort of censoring of topic or language or anything like that in a podcast situation?
1: You are bound by the laws of of the country you're in. Okay. So you can't just say, well, I'm not a radio station. I can slander somebody. No, you still can't. Okay. So you can share your opinion. You're not as regulated as you are for example, an FM radio station. In exchange for getting that license, which is a scarce resource, there are only X number of radio stations that can be on the FM spectrum. And there's only space for so many adult contemporary and so many country music and so many talk stations. So the regulator limits how many of those licenses they give out to different. So we have one classic and three talk and six music. You can't just come along and say, we'll have another 10 adult contemporary music stations because that would jeopardize the viability of the... The, the people are already on air, and that is in contravention with what the, the Broadcast Act mandates that they must do. So in exchange for that scarce resource, they get a whole list of requirements. You must play X amount of music, so much talk, no more than this amount of advertising, so much community involved. There's all sorts of regulations, and those regulations, and then they're governed by um, the voluntary organisations where they govern uh, the Broadcast Complaints Commission, for example. So they subscribe to that. So there's a a fair amount of regulation that relates to radio. In terms of what a podcast is, essentially you're recording some stuff, putting it on the internet and saying to people, here, listen to this audio clip if you want. So you're not necessarily bound by that same constraint, but you're still bound by the laws.
0: It's interesting because I never really thought about it. I mean, politics are everywhere. (laughs) No matter where you go and what you do, you have to... Abide by the rules, and I'm quite a rule breaker personally, but anyways, well I like to think I am. Actually, I don't think I am, but I can pretend. If I look at um, one of the other advantages of podcasting, what would jump to my mind immediately is the fact that anyone in the world can hear it, and that's not necessarily true with radio stations.
1: Absolutely. Radio, there's a very big trend to streaming radio, and streaming used to be complicated. It used to be... Uh, difficult to do, it used to be expensive, but now it's very easy. Almost every radio station in the world is now uh, streaming their feed. Uh, It's no longer as complicated and expensive as it once was. In fact, look up a website called radio.garden. Every single streaming radio station in the world is on there and it's a map. So you look at a map of the Earth and there is a dot of light wherever there's a streaming station and you just zoom in and click on it, and you're immediately listening to their station. So every single streaming radio station in the world is available on Radio.Garden easily. So if we had data in the car and a decent internet connection, and it wasn't expensive as it currently is, (laughs) you would have every single radio station in the world in your car. Oh, wow. Which straight away begs the question, so why are people still broadcasting terrestrially on FM and AM?
0: Yeah, why are they? Why are they restricting themselves?
1: Inertia. Once data is pervasive and cheap, there makes no sense to be using the technology. Just use the internet.
0: Do you think that data will ever be regulated price-wise?
1: Data is going to get cheaper and cheaper and more and more abundant.
0: Because right now? <laughs> so,
1: so they're, they're constrained by the same things as others are. They paid a lot of money for that spectrum. They didn't just go, oh, we're going to start a cell phone network. They had to go to government and bid hundreds of millions of rands to buy some spectrum to use to make that available. So there's a dynamic balance between making stuff available but also government charging them to make it available. It's not a free-for-all where everybody wants to start a cell phone network can. You've got to recoup your investment. And then we start with 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G. So every time we go, oh, we want 5G, okay, throw away that $10 billion investment and oh, let's refinance and buy 5G technology. And then halfway through your business plan, 6G comes along. So there, there is pressure on the to repay those investments, which makes data expensive. But there's also a massive pressure to connect everybody.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people.
1: <laughs> and and, and it's, good, it's good to have everybody connected. If you want people to do adventurous things, you don't tell them to build ships. You get them to desire traveling to foreign lands. Okay. And they might not build a ship. They might build an airplane. So you don't presuppose what the solution is in your definition. And data ubiquity is like inspiring people to desire foreign lands. They will find millions and millions and variations of things to do with that data, which grow the economy, which employ people, all those things. That pressure's not going away. So yes, data's going to get cheaper and cheaper worldwide.
0: It's amazing to me because, I mean, I was almost, had my arm twisted off by my husband to get me onto Facebook and, and onto the internet and all of that. And now it's like it's, My life, I wake up, I check to see what's going on. I read the paper online. It's just so amazing to me how much my life revolves around it. So yeah, here we go. But also with podcasting now that requires data as well, because that's online, correct?
1: majority of podcasts are listened to by downloading them, not streaming. You can stream them. Oh, okay. But set your podcast player to download the episodes. And when you're in Wi-Fi coverage or at home or in a library or in the city of Johannesburg where they have free hotspots, you connect and you download the podcast. And then they're available to listen to whenever you want. The big appeal of podcasting is that you can listen to anything you want, anywhere you want, whenever you want, literally anything. We're about to hit the million mark in how many podcast channels are available.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And about a third of those came into existence in the last year. Unreal. So we're in a very, very steep exponential hockey stick curve right now.
0: That's fantastic. If somebody wants to start a podcast, what kind of things do they need to consider? You can't just sort of wake up and decide that you're going to have a podcast and think that it's going to be successful because obviously it's going to cost money. How do they go about it? What's the process?
1: A podcast without a purpose is a hobby. So it's okay to say, I want to get up in the morning and start a podcast. That's cool. But if after six months you go, well, it's not going anywhere. If you didn't set an expectation, what are you measuring where you are against where you thought you would be? True. So if you say, I'm going to start a podcast because I want 50 people in the world to engage with me on this topic, which interests me, whatever it is, and In week one there's three people and week two there's five and at the end of six months you've got your fifty, you're gonna feel really excited and 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 fulfilled that your podcast achieved the objective you set. If it's just I want to be a famous DJ, you're probably setting yourself up for a fair amount of disappointment, but that's also okay. You know, just just because I took up the piano doesn't mean I'm taking it up to be a concert performer. I could take it up because I enjoy doing it. And I spend money on a piano. I spend money on a bicycle. You invest in your hobbies. If you're making a podcast that 10 people listen to, and that's not your purpose to reach a bigger audience, then invest your money and make a podcast. Uh, in terms of the technical aspects, podcasting was called audio blogging, as I said earlier, uh, much like starting a blog 25 years ago. Anybody could start a blog, and, and they were. Every day somebody would say, oh, I have stuff on my mind which the world should read, and I'm going to share, and they start a blog, and you know, at one stage we had tens of millions of blogs that nobody read. And only the good flow to the top, and there's some really good blogs out there, and they they persisted and they produce good content, and people engage with them. Podcasting's not dissimilar. Just because you can make a podcast doesn't mean you should, and just because you make it doesn't mean people are going to listen. And not everybody's going to start a podcast in their bedroom and become the next Joe Rogan. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an equal distribution yeah. of talent. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to be good at what you do.
1: That's that's a really important thing: is be good at what you do. And find out how podcasting enhances your greater business plan.
0: Okay, so now business plan, I just want to quickly dab in onto that. If I was a large corporate and I had a message that I needed my staff to hear, would having a podcast made available to give out the information and the stats or, you know, congratulating somebody on a job well done you want the whole company to know about, is that a good way of of communicating is that the new communication way
1: it's absolutely perfect for that the 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 advantage podcasts have over many other media is if i said you Kimberly, i've got this awesome video you should watch i'm going to send you the link now i'm pretty sure that you're going to go okay gavin when i get home i'll have a look at it i need to find time to watch that video doesn't matter how good you tell me it is i'm I'm busy i'm my day is full and later this evening when i've got a gap i'll sit down and watch the video which you probably won't do because you
0: know you're tired. Ten, other, ten <laughs> other people send you videos.
1: If I said, there's a podcast I think you might like. I'll send you the link. When you leave the studio, you jump in your car. You go, I wonder if Gavin's talking rubbish or not. Let me try it. You connect your phone to your car radio with Bluetooth, and you push play on the podcast. And while you're driving to your next appointment, you're listening to this podcast already because you didn't have to make time for it. You can do it while you're doing something mm, else. Okay. And if I'm talking crap, you delete it. And if you go, oh, he's right, I do like this podcast, you're going to subscribe and follow it and listen to it while you're driving. And then when you get home, uh, you carry on listening to it and you may maybe listen to future episodes, which you will then in turn share. So that that's different. Yeah. And for a company to use that kind of communication, they're able to communicate with people quite effectively without them having to stop what they're doing and find time.
0: That As makes you, sense, Yeah.
1: You know, we may not use a cell phone while we're driving, but you can drink a Coke while driving and you can listen to the radio while driving. Why? Because we're quite good at that kind of multitasking. We're quite good at listening and doing other stuff. It's not the same as watching a YouTube video in the car.
0: <laughs> I think the way people <laughs> drive, <and laughs> there might be a few of them that are so, trying. So, yeah. so
1: one of the, the more popular kinds of podcasts we make are corporate communication. Okay. And, and there's two different categories for corporate communication. There's, one is the FAQ and one is the ongoing conversation.
0: What's an FAQ?
1: Frequently asked questions. So, hey, uh-huh. welcome to the company. You knew here. As part of your induction, welcome. Kimberly, here you go. Here's the podcast series. And it's the CEO telling you why he started the business. So welcome who you report to, how the building works, how park, whatever they need to communicate. And that's part of your induction package. You can listen to that communication.
0: I like that.
1: And then the other category is ongoing conversations. We're on a weekly basis, monthly basis, quarterly basis, the chairman, the CEO, whoever gets to have a conversation with his entire organization. And even in a company of 10, 15, 20 people, it's really hard to get all 20 people in a room at the same time to have a conversation. Absolutely. There's always one person who's drop school it doesn't yeah. run smoothly. You're having a town hall meeting. There's 20 people in the company. 16 are at the meeting. You record it, you put it up as a podcast. And if somebody joins your company next month, they're able to go back and listen to progressing conversation that the managing director is having with his staff
0: i like that and as a boss i mean that would actually bring you into the lives of the people without actually having to sit and share energy because i mean i'm one of those weird people that my energy is very precious to me and if i've got like somebody who's got a really strange energy if i could podcast them the information that would be so much better and i think it'd probably be more effective because they wouldn't pick up on my hesitation to be in the same space
1: as them Podcasting is an invitation to sit in the car next to me and tell me your story. If I choose to listen to your podcast, I'm going, okay, let me give it a try, push play. All intents and purposes, you're sitting in the car with me. You're telling me what you want to tell and and you're having conversations with your guests, with your clients, and and I'm kind of in the room with you. I like that. One thing that I teach um,
0: at the Actors Club is that – as artists, we have to appreciate when we're on television, especially with presenting because it's so personal, that we're being invited into someone's home. And podcasting has that same very personal, almost a little bit more personal, I would think, because it, it does feel very, very personal when someone is having a conversation with just you.
1: A lot of listeners are using um, earbuds. You're really in a personal space with that it's you and your phone and your earbuds and you listening to somebody talking you are sitting on a bus sitting on a train uh, sitting uh, running on the treadmill it really is a intimate experience a listening experience and it's it's deeply engaging yeah we're not trying to squeeze this deep meaningful content into an eight minute space at somebody else's uh, leisure you're having a conversation that's as long as it needs to be to get your point across without being repetitious or boring
0: and without having to listen to advertising.
1: Yeah, without advertising, without traffic, which is irrelevant. Uh, people use Waze. Why would they want traffic reports on a radio station? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> those, those days have gone. You know, this we, is true. We, we used to. We used to need traffic. We used to need weather. I, I defy anybody to tell me that the weather update you're getting on a radio station has more value than what's displaying by default on your phone.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing that the telephones have literally taken over so many different aspects. I mean, the news, the weather, traffic, what next?
1: <laughs> this is scary. And, and what we have seeing now with podcast is uh, device interoperability. So you get out of your car, you've been listening to a podcast, you walk into your house and you say, okay, Google, carry on playing my podcast and your Google Home device will just continue playing the podcast you were listening to from where you stopped. No. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so I still have a long ways <laughs> to go because I can't, my, my house doesn't talk to me, okay? <laughs> it's coming.
1: I mean, if you picture the most futuristic things we know, let's talk about Star Trek. You know, Star Trek is always in the future. Well, where are the computers in Star Trek? How do people engage with them? They talk to them. They say, okay, computer. And how does the computer engage? It talks back. The internet currently is an interesting year, this one. More than half the searches on Google this year are going to be voice searches. That's, they expect that graph to cross this year. Oh, wow. That means half the searches in the States, people are saying, okay, Google, tell me something, not typing it. So Google is going to answer you. But right now, the internet is geared towards reading. In other words, has a website, read the answer. But now I'm I'm speaking the question. I want the answer spoken to me. I don't want you to read a website to me. I want you to speak to me. And podcasting are climbing into that space. Google listens to every podcast, transcribes the spoken word into the written word, and indexes it. So when I say, okay, Google, tell me about something, the reply is going to be, I have found a podcast on that very phrase you've asked for. Would you like me to play the podcast for you?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: So a conversation that has meaning, depth, the right keywords. When that is published on the internet and Google indexes it, it's the correct answer to a question that is discussed in that podcast. No longer just, here's a website that answers your question. Here's a conversation that answers that question.
0: It's like communication has just, I don't know, taken a new form.
1: And it's still very early. You don't have a a Google Home Home in your house yet. Lots of people don't. Lots of people don't have smartphones yet. It's still very, very early in this space. There's something like 23 million YouTube channels. And we're only about to hit one million podcast channels. Now, there's something feels like an imbalance there. Making a video is harder. It's more expensive. It's a different skill set. Mm-hmm. Making a podcast is far easier, far cheaper. Yet there's 23 million YouTube channels and fewer than a million podcast channels. Why? Because podcasts were hard to listen to before. Now they're not. So I think there's going to be a massive catch-up I think podcasts are going to go 1 million, you know, 300,000 last year, six, seven 700,000 this year, 1.5 million the next year. And then we're going to very quickly catch up to that 23. OK, the 23 million is a moving target. And it, it's still growing rapidly. But I think podcasting is going to, over the next five years, catch up and overtake that 23 million because it's easier to produce.
0: If somebody decides that they w- want to have a podcast, can they contact you for discussion? Yeah,
1: absolutely. We, you know, we, we meet with people all day, every day. Podcasting is what we do. We help people make podcasting from hobbyists who rent space and and go home and edit themselves to corporates where we do everything, including helping them with strategy, programming, formatting, recording, editing, publishing, the whole value chain of podcasting.
0: Wow. Okay. So now if somebody wants to get a hold of you, where do they find you?
1: Yeah. Solidgoldstudios.coza. I have to warn you, very few people contact us and say, I want to make a podcast and walk in here and start a podcast. My first question is always going to be, great. I love that you want to make a podcast. We want to help you make a podcast. Why are you making a podcast? What's the purpose? If you don't have a why, uh, you need to go away and get the why, otherwise we're just going to sit in the studio and talk rubbish. And then three months later, you're going to say, oh, podcasting doesn't work. Well, if you don't set a, a goal and a destination and a purpose, then your podcast is not going to work.
0: And I know that's true about you because from day one, when you and I had a conversation, it was like, okay, but you have to have a purpose, Kimberly, otherwise I'm not going to be able to help you. And what I appreciate about that is that people are not – either wasting their time and or money or they're not gonna lose the thrill of that dream because you're not going to allow it in your space it's like you can't just come in here and make a podcast and have your dream get flushed down the toilet because it's not working so i appreciate that gavin i think some people might have a problem with it because it's like you know you're sort of really gung-ho and gavin goes wait hold on hold on hold on explain to me why and you're sort of like what do you mean why and then you start thinking about it, and you're like, but why is he asking me why? <laughs> and I'm so glad that you
1: do. Awesome. I'm glad it's working for you.
0: I love it. You've been listening to Lights, Cameras, Action with Kimberly Stark, another Solid Gold podcast. For more episodes, visit solidgoldstudios.co.za forward slash famous. And remember, if you want to be the first to hear the next episode, Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you get your podcasts.